0: tuned in to The Kitra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Kitra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to
1: SOB. This episode is supported by the wonderful creators of Gratitude Plus app, the app that helps you cultivate a daily practice of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? You can download the app now at the App Store or by visiting gratitudeplusapp.com forward slash style of business. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another hot episode of SOB Style of Business. The podcast this is your host, Keitra, And today I have a wonderful, very, very good friend of mine by the name of Mr. Reeve Kalel, and he is a a, a writer he is a artist he is a creative he's a lyricist he's a producer this guy's pretty much involved in anything that has to do with entertainment and creative arts uh he's also the host of Falling up podcast which is a new uh project that he just kicked off and this is i can't wait for you guys to hear about this because <laughs> i think this is the first of its kind i'll put it that way i'll let him give the uh the details on it but definitely excited to have reeve on and um you know we we got some we going to be talking about some flim flam <laughs> so, <laughs> hey hey yeah you brought up the
0: flim flam out
1: the uh, gate that's how i know you my dog yeah i hey, you hey i'm i'm here i am here you know it already and ready to go so Reeve, let me give you a minute to drop that introduction uh just drop us like your background let people know who you are for those who are not familiar and then we will roll right through this thing, like we coming through in the RV truck. <laughs> you
0: know, so, yeah, yeah,
1: let's
0: go, let's go. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for that intro. Um, you pretty much hit all of the, uh, the main things about what I do. I am a collection of stardust particles having a human experience, and I'm trying to create as much as I can and express myself artistically in as many ways as humanly possible while um, trying to fight for the basic human rights that I feel we all deserve, such as water and freedom and, you know, things of that nature.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I know like uh during this particular time, you know, we uh, we're definitely fighting for a little bit more. We're fighting for the sanitizer and the tissue and, you know, just <laughs>
0: the toilet paper.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, we're, we're out there. But, you know, it, it but it's a serious matter. You know, people really are. Um, trying to survive this thing, and you know, we we we're not going to get heavy into that. But I just uh, I was adamant about having you on, just because I know you're one of those people that kind of thinks beyond the veil of what we currently see, you know, as far as reality based stuff. But we'll talk about that a little bit ba- later in this other segment. Yeah. But now let's let's uh, let's talk about Reeve Kalel, like the artist and what you're doing. I know you recently moved out to Cali. Um, I did, yeah, from the Denver area. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that's been like for you and like, give us, give us a scoop on why you did it, like the music and what really drove you to, to make that, take that leap of faith.
0: Yeah. So essentially I I pay a lot of attention to what's happening in the entertainment industry. And I feel like for the last 20 years, there's been this growing trend of um, superficial music, superficial culture, very shallow surface level content in general and usually whenever that happens over a period of time, uh, that pendulum swings back to the other side. And uh, For example, after the 70s and 80s of kind of the disco and 80s wave, you had grunge, yeah. you know? And after a lot of happened in the 40s and 50s of their kind of um, swing dance style, then you had the hippie movement. And so I feel that trend coming. And I felt like as, as long as I was in Colorado, or in a place that's not the hub of you know entertainment that I might just get lost in the mix of everything. But if I brought myself to the hub of all the superficial flim flam
1: yeah. and,
0: and owned my minimalist nature and I become that pendulum swing that I felt like I might have a chance. So I, I sold everything I had essentially and bought an RV and I just drove out to L.A., parked myself right in a parking lot and said, all right, I'm here.
1: And <laughs> that's man. what I'm at right now. You know what? And I tell you what, I, I when you were describing that to me a few weeks ago when we when we last spoke, um, I was like, "That's Reeve." I, I, I mean, I, I like anything that's left field and wild like that. I'm not surprised. Like if they if somebody ever calls me and says something like, "Hey, you know, Reeve just." you know, dove off, <laughs> off, a, off a cliff, you know, doing a stunt, you know, while speaking out of a bullhorn about, you know, the political <laughs> government. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Reeve, you know, long, dark hair flying in the, in the back of his head and all that other stuff. Um, but that's one of the things that I've always admired about you is that you're not afraid to get up and, and shake things up a bit and change. So like, as far as your music is concerned, tell us a little bit about how you are uh working to really develop that because i know that's another thing for you too like you you um you change it up a bit like that it's, it's not the same the of music that you that you have recently put out that's not the same music that you had you know three to four or five years ago or more than that when we initially met so tell us how you're changing that up and what that means to you
0: yeah so originally for most of my life the primary reason i was making music was to spread knowledge and awareness, I guess, in a way.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And the way that's shifted in the last couple of years is I realized, even for myself, I don't necessarily listen to music all the time to learn. A lot of times I want to listen to music to help get my mind off of things, to help me relax, to help me have a release after a long, hard day, or to pump me up in the gym, whatever it may be. And so what I've shifted more into is understanding that if I want to spread knowledge, I can do that, but I want to make the music that people feel. I want to make the music that helps people through this life rather than continues to bog them down. Mm. And so I've just made a a bit of a pivot in that way and started to make more, I guess you could say radio friendly, but I'm definitely not selling out. I'm not making superficial music, just sonically making stuff that's a little bit more pleasing to the ear and less dense
1: exactly yeah no I, I know you're certainly not doing that like I I, I know what it takes for you um, to really get your point across and I've seen you go against the grain uh, and I remember that one incident where you you know your your music was so I guess the narrative in it was so uh, it really got the goat of this one media outlet to what they wouldn't even publish it I I just didn't didn't understand that but that just goes to show you that You know, people really do have their opinions, and it seems like maybe sometimes the stronger the message hits home, the less likely people are to get behind it. It really just depends on what the the message is. And it seems like the things that you um, try to bring attention to, sometimes people just want to kind of cover that up if that's not hitting on the mainstream trend or the thing that's hot uh, at the moment. Um, Exactly.
0: People don't want to think about um, their, like, imminent demise or... or Or that type of energy, especially when listening to music. They don't want to listen to something and be like, oh, we're screwed. You know, and I think for too often in the past, I put out that energy. And honestly, even my whole mind state has shifted. Um, I used to be very anti-establishment. And while I still think there's a ton of corruption within our government and within all governments, I've learned to appreciate what we're doing in America and yeah. the type of situation we have and the freedoms we do have. I've, I've, I've really come to appreciate that. And that's another reason why I've kind of softened my blow because let's face it for the rest of And compared to the rest of the world, we do have a pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like you have a, that's true. You know, we, something
0: of yourself in an individualistic way, like build something for yourself, And I just I don't see that um, in a lot of other places. And so I want to try to promote that as much as as I try to point out things that are wrong within society. I also want to point out what's right and inspire people to use the opportunities in front of them.
1: Exactly. No. And you you definitely do that. And I I wanted to tap a little bit into your creative process, because I know you have like there's There's tons of things that could be. Uh, an influence when it comes to putting together music and productions and things like that. So tell us a little bit about your creative process. Like how do you really get into the zone to create the tracks that you come up with?
0: Hmm, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I think back in the day I used to like really have to meditate and kind of get into that headspace. Yeah. Uh, but now it, it's it's come a lot easier and I think it's because my thinking has changed. I, I now fully believe that the creative force, creative energy that we all feel is actually a universal force that kind of flows through the planet. Mm-hmm. And when we create, we're just tapping into that like air tunnel or energy tunnel, you know what I'm saying? That, uh, that pocket of energy, that wave we're tapping into that and grabbing something out of it. And that's when we create. And so I've built my whole life, just to essentially be able to ride that way rather than just stick my hand in every once in a while. Um, and so I don't believe that the creativity is my own. Yeah. I believe it's something bigger than that, but I also think that I just kind of permanently sit in that headspace now. And so some people might think I'm crazy or very eccentric, uh, but it's a lot easier for me to hear what like the, hear the ideas that are out in the ether.
1: Yeah, and then take that in. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you really have to get quiet uh, within yourself to even be able to uh, to generate that, that type of energy or that experience, rather, you know, and, and to really take it for what it's worth because for the most part, um, just like you said, a lot of people are really influenced about by the external, you know, what, what they see other, you know, uh, artists and things like that doing, and then they kind of take that and make it their own. But with you, uh, you said you, you pretty much just kind of tap into what you feel, you know, the, the energy and the vibe that you get, like, what, what, like, tell me a little bit about what, what you, what are you doing when it comes to like, maybe, um, you have situations to where you got ideas for music or just any creative project that you want to put out. Uh, what about the self doubt? Like the, the times that you maybe, I don't know, like give us some situations to where, how are you overcoming that?
0: Yeah. So I think I went, I, not, I think I know I went through the fire, in the most severe way when it comes to self-doubt and insecurities about a year and a half ago. Uh, I kind of went through a little heartbreak situation and had some other opportunities that I thought were going to come through, fall apart in a way, and really made me look at myself and and question if I had enough to really make this happen, like if I was really as good as I thought, and sent me through a, a dark period for a little bit of time, but it was a, it was a necessary ego death yeah. and removal of like, as creatives, a lot of times we own our creativity, like it's our own, right you know, you know or we, we value it like it's ours and ours only. And just that release for me of understanding it's an energy source that I can always tap into, but it's not mine, is everyone's um, really changed my perspective. And, and also being in my lowest moments in life and realizing that I wanted to create. Like in my most depressed times, I just wanted to create. Not because I thought the song or the video or whatever was going to blow up. It was my therapy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just it just helped me process things. And so that helped me realize that if I, if this is this thing that I want to do when I'm at my lowest point, I have to find a way to be able to make it my my living and my my true work on this earth, because I know that no matter what, it's always what I want. It's always what I want to do. And as long as you fully decide that, no matter what you're creating, I think the self doubt is removed because it it doesn't matter how good you are. It's just what you want to do.
1: Wow. Yeah. And, and I like, you know, I, I always think about like the things that we, that kind of prod us, you know, and just kind of keep our attention, like you know, you never get rid of that one desire to do X, Y, and Z or whatever it is, um, but then you're faced with the fear. You know, we always have the inner chit, chitter chatter, a uh, flim, flim flam, your word, uh, that you know, just that kind of holds us in a space of uh, where you're, you know that you want to move forward, like you really do have a, a desire to move forward, but you're just so concerned with what the outer world and, and people will think. So you don't move forward. And I think that, you know, like you said, once you kind of step into it and I and this brings me back to what you're doing, like you just came out of this situation, but you still had enough courage to really take a chance on, you know, going to a whole whole nother state, (laughs) you know, a whole nother (laughs) state in an RV at that. So like what do you how do you feel about like fear? Like what is what would be your take on trying to rid yourself of the fear for like anybody that might be listening because it's it's different for, for, for many different people, you know, it's never the same. Yeah. Um, Hey,
0: yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Cause I actually, there's this kind of metaphor or parable or whatever you want to call it that I, th- I, I don't know if I even thought of it or someone told me, but it really resonated with me and changed my whole perspective on life. And it's this, let's say, there's two different versions of yourself. Like like you have a clone. Yeah. And both versions are asleep peacefully in bed. And the first person or the first version of yourself, I try to wake up by gently nudging you and saying, hey, you got to wake up. Come on. It's time to wake up. And the second version of yourself, I pick up and I dump in an ice cold tub of, wa- of water. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Which version... Exerts more energy to get up
1: Oh man I tell you what If you have to dump me in some cold, cold water I, it's, That's not going to take much energy I'm, I'm already up, I'm ready
0: You're shooting up, exactly um, yeah, you're, But bad. you're shooting up to get up right. so you, you are putting out more energy By ju- just jumping up in that way Than you would be casually waking up the more So forceful. it's the concept yeah. that Being in the discomfort Can push more out of us Than we can physically put out in comfort. Oh, wow. And so for me, that changed my whole scope where I'm not chasing comfort. Most people chase comfort in their life. Mm-hmm. I'm chasing discomfort because I want, I'm truly chasing greatness. Right, yeah. But you don't get greatness by being comfortable. You have to continuously put yourself in these uncomfortable situations, and that helps you exert more energy than physically po- possible any other way. And so that just kind of became my life motto. If I'm comfortable, I'm doing something wrong. So me moving into L.A. in an RV was uncomfortable. And that's how I knew I was like, OK, I'm moving in the right direction because I'm putting
1: myself out there. You're putting yourself out there. Yeah. And let me ask you this. So once you did that, because I know that there was a little bit of hesitation, um, what what was that fear like? Like after you actually stepped into it and you you did it, did, did you still continue to hear that that voice that said, hey, I can't do it or hey, this is not going to work? Or like, you know, once you actually took action and just said, all right you know this is uncomfortable i'm afraid or whatever but i'm going to go ahead and do it what happened to that voice
0: i it was even during the drive over here things were just working even when they didn't work right i felt like the universe god whatever you want to call it was with me right i just felt that comfort and i got i got these little signs or what i deem as signs and So that made the fear honestly subside. Uh, Obviously, I'm still uncomfortable because I keep having to figure things out. Every week is is a new challenge, but the fear is gone. I'm not scared of anything. I I fully believe that I can do this and that I will do this. Um, The discomfort is more like, like, you know, when you go to the gym, people that are addicted to fitness, they're addicted to that discomfort, that burn in the final reps. Yeah, but they're not afraid of it.
1: Right. Oh, yeah.
0: And that's kind of where I'm at with like life discomfort is I I'm addicted to it now because I know the progress that comes from it. So it might be uncomfortable, but it doesn't scare me.
1: It doesn't. Yeah. No, it, it, i tell you what. It, it. I know it takes a lot to really uh, get you to that place of fear as well. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, following up. I know you got tons of tons of projects that you are constantly working on. Um Can you talk a little bit about following up the podcast and and how that ties into your um, the music and what you'll be doing for the spring and the summer? Yeah. So uh, there's
0: actually two parts to following up. There's the podcast and there's the blog. And so the podcast, uh, I want to be a meeting place for like minds, for creatives, for people that have an alternative view of the world, for people that think a little bit deeper. I want it to be a news source that steps away from the propaganda and from the fear-mongering that we see so much in the news media today. I want to be able to give people real-time updates on what's happening around the world without freaking them out. Um, And I also want to discuss different creative techniques for entrepreneurs, um, for for people that are trying to start their own businesses – I want to feature different guests that show kind of the full scope of, of what's happening in the world. Cause I, I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in our own little bubble and there's so many cool things happening right now. And, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, so that's pretty much what I want to do with that. And on the vlog side, the, the whole purpose of the title falling up is I don't have any of this really figured out yet, but I know what I'm here to do. And so I've, what I realized is nobody ever shows the, the gritty work.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Nobody ever shows the beginning stages. They always show, like, once they're popping, then it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. here's my vlog, like, here's me on tour, and here's me with all these celebrities. But they never show the beginning work. So I wanted to make a show that showed me figuring out how to make it in L.A. from literally the ground up, from being almost homeless.
1: Love that. And.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to show all the dirty details. There's going to be a lot of times where I probably screw up. uh, But my goal is to each season be a little bit further ahead to make the show bigger and bigger. And by season three, season four, maybe get a Netflix thing or something like that and make it an actual show.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I see you probably pulling it off well before three years, because like even the trailer, I was like, oh, man, what? Like I was kind of pissed that the that there wasn't a. A, a follow-up episode right away because once I saw the trailer I was like, all right. Like he he finally got there, right? Cause you, you, you had been telling me about it. And so I was just curious to see what was happening that you uh that you're currently getting settled in. So I know I'll definitely be tuning in. So um I guess what I want you to do let us know where we can g- give us the, the information to your YouTube channel and then after this um at the end of the show I'll also have you to drop it again but, um, definitely yeah. let us know like where we can find the, the channel and the, the vlog. Yeah. So you can find me on any outlet at Reeve Kalel and it's R E V
0: E K A L E L L. And that's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll be uploading the first full episode of the podcast and vlog this week. And then after that, we'll be maintaining the weekly content. Um, but yeah, anywhere, and, and and if you guys are listening and and end up following me on one of these, reach out to me. Let me know that you heard me on this podcast. I'll throw you some free tickets when we come to your city or whatever it may be.
1: Oh wow, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, I'll yeah that we definitely need need you to uh, to visit Houston again soon. And that's one of the things that like I, the one of the reasons that really pulls me into your content because it's always something. It's it's, it's either gonna be comical or it's going to be over the top (laughs) you know so (laughs) it's going to be one of the two i was like all right he didn't he didn't show out in this one so i know it must be something a little bit more serious so i'm excited for you uh with the following up podcast and definitely looking forward to those episodes matter of fact i need to go subscribe because i remember um checking out the the trailer uh and just waiting around to see what else you're gonna you were gonna post but i know you said you you're gonna post uh weekly
0: yeah okay And don't get it twisted. Uh, It is definitely comedy.
1: Yeah, (laughs)
0: right. That's kind of the balance that I've been trying to find over the past two weeks or whatever. I recorded some episodes and I felt like they were coming out a little bit too serious. And that's just not where my headspace is at right now. And so it's definitely going to be funny. And there's times when I probably troll a little too much.
1: Right. <laughs> right hey that's all right i'm 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 looking forward to it I, I i tell you what i'll be uh the number one fan for it because i'm excited to see what I, I mean just the whole thing it's like you have the the minimum minimalist lifestyle approach there's this whole thing about just like who moves up and just disappears to a whole nother state like you know what i'm saying so it's like you know, that just kind of stepping into the fear and the experience of it all, you know, as a as an artist, like it's just cool to see you create something out of um, an idea, you know, that you initially had. So I'm I'm interested to see what that looks like for you in the next several weeks. It's going to be. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
0: And when you just said it, I actually forgot to mention that before, but that's a huge part of the blog is I, I've realized through having an RV that there is a huge population of people that are into RV life, van life videos anything that has to do with off the grid living. And so I don't really consider myself a handy person, but I've had to learn how to do a lot of stuff just by owning this thing. And so a big part of the blog is just that my lifestyle, how I actually do this, you know, like when I'm dry camping and I'm not in an RV park, like, like right now I'm currently in a target parking lot. And so I don't have a bathroom to use. I don't have a shower. I don't have running water. I don't have electricity, so I just got a cooler. Yeah. And so you definitely see the more minimalist side. And then when I get to go to like these beach RV parks and these beautiful places, then you could see more of the, the luxury and how it can be a real nice lifestyle.
1: Oh, wow. Love that. All right. Well, I know you're going to make it the best that you can. And um, yeah, this is, that's going to be huge. I can't wait to see that read. Um, all right. Okay. So we, we're moving in. Okay. So for everybody that uh, that is a maybe let me let me let me take all that back all right so what we're doing is I'm actually launching a new segment within this podcast called style of being and this is I guess it's an informal introduction but one of the reasons why I wanted to mention that now is because with Reeve I know you we've had like many many chats over the years and I know a lot of the things that you and I discuss and even some of your your own beliefs like you've always been a bit of a Uh, I want to say a bit of a mystic, you know, (laughs) such as my, such as myself. And so that's one of the things that I think that we really connect on. And so with style of being, what I want to do is introduce this segment so that, you know, not every episode, but some episodes with people that are looking to, um, you know, maybe uh, offer some tips or just their own experience and advice uh, when it comes to just being, um, this is going to be a part where we just talk about, maybe have a quick chat or answer some questions that are mostly rooted and like spiritual based topics. um yep. And so I was like, all right, Reeve, Reeve is going to be the guinea pig, <laughs> the guinea pig for this one. That's um, awesome. I'm definitely going to have Reeve for this one. So with that being said, you know, give us uh let's start, let's start here. So you have, and see, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I know we don't have a lot of more time, a, a lot of time left, but see, I'm trying to position this in a way to where there's not a lot of backstory needed. Because I know if I start at one point, they're like, OK, well, what, what does that have to do with it? Because we don't really know a lot of his history. But um, with you, when you first got started as, a, as an artist, a lot of your music was, uh, you know, more based on like universal truths and things like that. Like you really went deep into like the yeah. cosmos when you were pulling out the lyrics and the, the content. Um, And I wanted to know, like, have you always been that way? Like, when did you really start diving into, uh, you know, the the spiritual base or like the mystical stuff, like trying to really figure out, hey, what is this life all about? Like, is this it? Are there other possibilities? Like, what am I here to do? What's my purpose? Like, when did you really start taking an interest in um, those types of of topics? A very young age, uh, probably like five Oh, wow. um,
0: I just always was a deep kid. I, I'm a I'm not big into astrology or numerology, but I don't know if you've heard of life path numbers before.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I, I actually really resonate with my life path number, which is a seven. And the sevens are just spiritual seekers or seekers of knowledge. We are always trying to just find the answers to things. And that kind of drives our existence. And. So I just felt very curious as a child, just always asking questions. And then I realized very young that there were some questions I'd ask that nobody had the answers to. Not the people in my church, not my parents, not my teachers or my friends, not the people on TV. Nobody had the answers. And so that kind of led me to this feeling that maybe there were answers still yet to be discovered and I could be the one to discover them.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and 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 I know I kind of took people the long way when I first dropped the introduction on this, but one of the reasons why I feel like this is important to to style of business, um, and and then even you know kind of segueing into like the style of being is because, you know, obviously we all have this connection. Everybody has this energetic float about themselves, and it's always to me like I've always been curious to see how uh, our own. Uh, inner thoughts and and just how we see ourselves as a being you know how that translate when it how it translates when it comes to creating things and so like even with you like a person who I know you're always like seeking like insight and truth you know Mm -hmm. and you said it was from an early age but how do you like how has that helped you to become this person that you are now like I know it's been a a, a journey but how has that contributed to to you Um, it's
0: affected me positively and negatively in the way it's affected me negatively is for a long time in my life, I viewed truth as an absolute. Oh, wow. As a universal thing. And what I've realized through time is that does not exist. There are only relative truths comparing to your context of your existence. And so I can find things and learn things that are truths within myself because they resonate, but that doesn't mean that it's a truth to somebody else. Right. And, the moment I start feeling superior because I've gathered more truths than other people, then I've forgotten like the most important one, which is not to judge others on their and on their
1: journey. That's a hard one. Yeah, that I think that gets a a lot of us caught up. You know, you have that, and not only the judgment, but then you know you, you talk about you as a being, and then you also have the ego. You know, <laughs> you know, which is a that thing. I, I'm telling you, that ego is a beast. So
0: it's a double-edged sword because again that's a i went through this period where i had this big ego death and ego dissolution but then with that i kind of lost my drive
1: yeah
0: you know there can come a point in time where you lose so much of that ego you just want to exist you just want to be present and i i still at the end of the day i still want to chase greatness And what I've realized is that is ego, but it's not unhealthy. It's when our ego trickles into other parts of our life where we have ego over our finances, we have ego over our relationships, we have ego over our health. You know, that's when it begins to take you over. But when you have ego to want to leave a legacy or you have ego to want to make a positive difference in the world, it can drive you to do some great things.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I agree. I love that. All right, and so before, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to figure out everybody that any, anybody that's listening. You guys, bear with me. I know I'm I'm all over the place on this one, but I, I'm gonna figure out how to really make this into uh, a better show with the style of being. Um, so we'll figure that out later. Sorry for the sidebar chit chat, <laughs> uh, Reeve. Before we wrap this part up, this last question I want to add. In regards to the style of being segment, so what are some of your favorite books or films that have really prodded you to to really think about like your current beliefs
0: um, oh, that's a great, great question, and I'll have to pull up the authors because I always space on authors, but I'm doing that right now <laughs> yeah, okay so uh first, and both of these, I just finished rereading over the past two weeks just because they they resonate with me so much and i wanted to go back through them. First one is a business book. It's called Contagious by Jonah Berger or Berger.
1: Oh yeah, i and read that one. It's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's about it's about why ideas spread and social currency. And that book changed my life because it helped me understand that uh, virality and marketing is more about psychology than
1: business. Right. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And I grew up, you know, my mom was a, a, a therapist and I was very passionate about psychology as a little kid. Like I just was fascinated and sociology, just fascinated with the concept of how people think and how that affects trends in society. And so I've learned to channel my passion for that into business and marketing to where I was like, I don't really care about business because uh, it, to me, it just feels like, I don't know, flip-flam. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> right.
0: But when I when I put it under this scope of like, no, you're learning how people think. And to me, it becomes deeper. And, and so it justifies it in that way for me. Uh, the other one is definitely more of a spiritual book, but it's called The Celestine Prophecy uh, by James Redfield. Okay. And that one is phenomenal. It it resonated with me so much because I felt like it was reading my mind the first time I wrote it. I felt like I had been going through this spiritual awakening and I'd been seeing the synchronicities of the universe in ways way blowing my mind.
1: Oh, wow. Like,
0: it didn't seem possible that the universe could be throwing all these synchronicities my way. And it made me feel like everything really fit together. And maybe there was some type of intelligent design to all of this. Uh, but I was still very uncertain. Then I found this book that was written in, like, the 80s, I think, or even the It was written a long time ago. But it perfectly describes the type of mass awakening that is happening in today's society. It's one of those almost like 1984 um, by George Orwell where that. Oh, wow. I'm talking about the dystopian society that's happening now. The Celestine prophecy is the equivalent to that, but in a spiritual way.
1: Oh, man, I got to Yeah, I got to check that one out. I definitely have to check. So those
0: definitely be the two that I would recommend. Those changed my life for sure.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Perfect, Reeve. Well, you know, we uh, I personally never uh, get enough of of speaking with you. You just um, so interested and have so many great things going on and different angles to to what you're working on. You've always inspired me to uh, to keep pushing. So I definitely appreciate that for the listeners. Drop a quick line words of encouragement for anybody that needs that extra push. And then we will wrap up the show.
0: Yeah, to the listeners. First of all, thank you again for listening. Um, And you can add me at Reeve Kalel, R E V E K A L E L L on any platform. All I say is, just remember that there is something bigger at work. Whether you believe in in God or science or a mixture of the two, whatever. Remember that there is something at work, and we all have different opinions over what the meaning of life is. But one thing that we can all agree on is when we find the things within within ourselves that spark us, the things we're truly passionate about, when we identify those and find ways to do them as much as possible, we feel better. I love it. No matter what that thing is within yourself, that's kind of one of the only universal truths is that following your passions make you feel better in this life. And so... Just find a way to do that. And if you don't know what they are, then try some stuff. Yeah. It's the only way to learn.
1: Exactly. All right. Perfect. Perfect read. All right. Well, thanks so much for being a wonderful guest. As always, it's always a joy to be speaking with you. And uh, we definitely look forward to having you back and all the wonderful things that you have going with the Fallen Up podcast, my friend. I will talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you Keisha and maybe I'll, I'll hop on soon in like
0: a couple months and give an update as to what's happening.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I I'll, I'll be ready for that one.
0: We can do it. For sure. Well, yeah, again, thank you so much and I know we'll be talking right after this, so.